Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! Well, my neighbor thinks it's hilarious. That your dogs escape? Yeah. That they destroy your home? Yeah. He thinks it's fucking hilarious. Well, the destroying of the home has been a recent thing. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because Apollo's getting mad at me for making his escapes more difficult. Because the first time we put the bar up higher, um, because before we were putting it at the bottom of the door, and um, Trevor and I sat in his car. We pretended like we left and then we like did a round around the block and then hid right there and watched. Mm-hmm. Within seconds, that motherfucker, the moment he heard us leave, he was like, whoop, time to shine. He uses his paws and his mouth. So he paws it out as much as he can and then he grabs it with his teeth, he pulls it, and then he opens the door. And he just escaped. And that's how he gets out. So we moved the bar up to like our eye level. And I think it's because we did that that he tore apart the blinds out of anger and ripped them down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then moved the couch, which we were also using as a secondary barrier to the door. He right. physically moved the couch. He ripped the blinds down with his teeth. And then he got on the couch and used it to reach the bar and removed it with his mouth. So you need to just flip the couch sideways. <laughs> so it's just looks like a hot dog standing on its head and just lean that against Use the door. Use the couch but as then he'll the move it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I came in uh, to walk um, and feed him the other day, the, your house was much more disheveled. I tried to shovel it. Uh, <laughs> but like all of the blinds had just been pulled askew <laughs> with like giant <laughs> teeth marks in them. And then I was like, oh my God. And then so I fed him and then I put Cora in the kitchen and I was like, well, Apollo's probably mad. And then Cora was like, knocked her bowl over. It was just like, dah, 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 and just like pushing dog food all over the floor. And I didn't know if that's something that she normally does. She's never does. done that. She's really? never done that. Yeah, I think she, she punched the fuck out of that yeah, bowl. They were so mad. And you can tell that Apollo was on the couch when he did when he ripped the blinds out because they're all as tall as a person. All the teeth marks are as tall as a person. Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, like, right not in down the at middle. the bottom. So he's a fucking bastard and I don't know what else to do to keep him off the balcony other than I'm thinking now because we've kind of like, I think we're going to try to get an extendable bar to put all the way at the top. Yeah. And if he gets that, then I'm literally going to drill a fucking like hook right next to the door and like chain it closed. Like want to get one of those uh, old timey like wooden plank things and you just yeah lower it literally um i was watching cesar milan once and they have like cesar (laughs) cesar uh and they had he had like a little mat they would like jolt him a bit if they stepped on it oh baby and it was like um and then that way it would teach like a dog because the dog was like eating doors Mm -hmm. whenever the owners would leave and it had like broken its legs or something at one point and uh he was like i only use these in the direst of circumstances and it was it looked uh kind of just like you know those mats that they stand on it like lows so that the cashier's feet don't get sore all day mm-hmm. it looks like one of those <laughs> but it, you plug it into the outlet and then if your dog steps on it, it just he's so stupid i think he would not care or he's or just he'd tear it apart out of anger yeah he would 
he would tear it apart, poo on it, roll it into a burrito, <laughs> and then just put it in my it, pillow. And then let the heat from the electricity <laughs> just cook it all day. So you'd come home to a nice roasted turd. <laughs> roasted turd burrito. Yeah. But they were uh, a motherfucker, dude. Like, I am, I think huskies are the greatest dogs. I truly do. I think they have some of the wildest personalities you'll ever meet in an animal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're so smart. And that's also why they're the worst dogs I've ever met in my entire life because he opens doors, he opens cabinets, he knows how to like, if, so we were pretty cautious about not letting him watch us put the bar in the door Mm -hmm. because he'll know how to open it. Like he, yeah, he's like the raptor from Jurassic Park. Yeah, he physically knows how to open a door and he knows how to unlock it and open it. So what do you do now? That's where we got know. into the wedging, but then he learned how to unwedge it. Um, he's thing, getting smarter. I'm thing, gonna come home and he's gonna be on his two fucking feet smoking a cigar, sitting in that chair, yeah. and like your credit Hello. card's all maxed out because <laughs> he's just been ordering shit off eBay all day. <laughs> uh, no, I did my first split that I've done in years when I was walking Apollo because <laughs> I was standing on the top step. And then he was immediately on the bottom step, like eight stairs away. So I went to step after him, but the momentum was so fast that my one foot was on the ground while my back foot was on the upmost stair. And I went, and then then I, I slammed into the mailboxes at the bottom of the stairs how many times i've done that yeah because he'll act like he's cool he's like we're going he'll pull you a little and he'll go down the one set of stairs he's like oh i'm stoked i'm stoked then he that's how he gets you is he lures you into a false sense of security and then at the second you're at the the top of the second set of stairs is when he fucking yeah and then um, yeah i thought you were gonna say that you did a split for the first time because you've been like stretching in quarantine but nope nope apollo <laughs> tore if i had a apollo. gooch apollo. uh well guys girls have gooches but he, yeah. he he girthed my my gooch yeah dude i fucking slammed my face on that mailbox because like for those who don't know i live on the third floor of an apartment complex and you have to go down like three flights of stairs and then right directly as you exit this the last stair is a mailbox, like a few mailboxes. Mm-hmm. And that's when Apollo strikes because mm-hmm. he can see the grass. He can see the, exactly. He sees the grass. So he'll be cool all the way down. And then the moment he sees the grass, he takes off and your face is slammed into a mailbox. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's hard to be mad at him because he's just such a sweetheart. He's a goober. Um, I don't know. I'm also mad at him because he has destroyed my life yeah i'm about to be uncomfortable for the rest of this podcast because i think he like drank water and then spit it (laughs) into my chair while i was in the bathroom and now i'm just sitting in soup yeah because it wasn't wet before no i certainly wasn't wet (laughs) he's a big old goof uh, speaking of big old goofs tell me about wrestlemania oh my god okay so this was like the biggest wrestlemania ever they split it into two days it's usually not no, it's usually okay. just one day. And it was like f- fucking five hours each day. Jesus Christ. And they had like 80 something matches. And so we're not going to go through all the matches. There were some that are really that were really awesome. Um, all of them were good. All of them were amazing. But um, you watched the whole thing. You sat there for fucking five hours. Both days. Yeah. Jesus. Um, 
And uh, so uh, one of them, okay, so Otis. Otis well, wait, is, before we get into the okay. matches, I need to know the vibe because they did this with no audience. It was no audience. And it's been no audience for a minute now. And when I first watched it with no audience, I was like, this is the worst. But now I'm used to it. I'm okay. like the frog in the water. And now they're boiling me. Okay. Um, and I got got because I, uh, <laughs> because I, it was like a baby on a teat. I was just getting my life force from it. So, um, what? So I do. I do have my favorite wrestlers from both, like Raw, SmackDown, and uh, NXT. But Otis is part. He's like a huge dude, right? And he's part. That's the of man the you duo. drew. Yeah, that's the man I drew for my Instagram. WWE didn't mention me though. Bullshit. I spent a really long time drawing that. Told you you have to make a child's profile or make it look like you have a yeah, terminal seriously. illness. Um. But he's also the one that had like the ham match where they like smashed his ham and he was like. <gasps> so anyway, ham, he's ham, been physical, like, like an actual ham. Yeah, because uh, Mandy Rose got him for Secret Santa and she, her what she decided to give him was like a full roasted ham. And he's kept it. Well, he took it out to the match with him and then a bunch of bullies came out and smashed it. Like he's Dolph had Ziggler. this since December? No. In December. Oh, okay. we're, we're starting from oh, the beginning. Okay. So anyway, uh, Mandy Rose, they call her God's gift um, or God's greatest creation because she is just a, a beautiful blonde Viking woman. And uh, so Otis has loved her for a long time and he finally got the courage to ask her out for Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he, he asked her out and she's like, I'm busy this Friday but I'm free next Friday. And then the next Friday happened to be Valentine's day. And, um, which I have been waiting for. I had been waiting for, for a long time. Was this her? And then, yeah. Whoa. And okay. then look at Otis. This is them together. Yeah. And so she is a fucking beefcake. Yeah. She's like, Oh my God. She like, she could play wonder woman. She could play literally any female superhero and any male superhero. Because she's perfect and she's a sweetheart. So um, he gets a text from Mandy on Valentine's Day that says, hey, I'm running late. I'll see you later. And he said, "Okay." So he shows up to the restaurant where they were supposed to have their Valentine's Day late. And she's there with motherfucking Dolph Ziggler. And he's like, Mandy. And she kind of was like, hey, you've been wanting to go out with me for a while. And I was interested in you. But like, I don't wait for nobody. I meant, and I'm especially not waiting for nobody on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So Mandy and Dolph start kind of dating, and her his pictures are on her Instagram, and vice versa. Wait, how do you how do you know that they went to a restaurant? Did the cameras follow them? There? Obviously, Noel. It was the biggest event to happen in all of February. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so and Dolph's been mean to him the whole time. Dolph looks like Thor. I just he's, looked up yeah. a picture of him. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, he's like he's, a beautiful blonde man i don't know about that um and he has the cutest ponytail ever as soon as quarantine is done i'm getting my hair cut like dolph because i want his little like ponytail um it's been a long quarantine anyway so a lot of stuff's been happening and they've been super fucking mean to otis he's like mocking him and all this stuff mandy's just as nice as ever and then um so finally otis gets his match against dolph at wrestlemania Mm -hmm. and they're fighting and in the middle of it there's like a glitch like a camera glitch and then it it shows this person in like a hoodie with all these monitors but you can only see the back of the hoodie head and they're like it's time everyone knew the truth and then they play fucking hidden security footage of Sonia who's Mandy's best friend 
taking like Mandy's getting ready for the date. She takes Mandy's phone, texts Otis that Mandy's running late. She's like, hi, Otis, it's Mandy. I'm running late. And then deletes the text. And then Dolph is like, did you do it? And she's like, yeah, I did it. I'm just looking out for my best friend. Like guys like Otis don't get girls like Mandy. You'll help her career better, all this stuff. And they play this right in the middle of the match. And Sonia is the one who escorted Dolph out. So she's already fucking out there. And so it's just Otis and he looks so sad. And he's like, oh, and he like is about to cry. And then fucking pop. Mandy's music starts playing and she comes out of there like out of the back like a goddamn bat out of hell beats the fuck out of Sonia she low blows Dolph which you know is a punch in the dick and then Otis starts wailing on Dolph he does the signature caterpillar move that he does pins Dolph picks Mandy up and then they make out and then he carries her out of the ring That was dope match one. Oh, wow. The next one. You uh, know what I do love, though, mm. from my brief moment of watching wrestling once live is yes. when some shit is going down and then you hear someone's music play in the middle of and then they just come running out and you're like, thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's my favorite shit. I stood up and I screamed in my home. Good. And uh, because I've been waiting for this to happen. Um, another cool thing that happened was that Edge, uh, nine years ago, had to get double neck fusion surgery, like, on his spine, like, um, because he broke his neck before, and then they're like, you'll never wrestle again. So Edge, who's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, has been retired for nine years. He comes back during Royal Rumble, uh, which was earlier this year, and then Randy Orton's there. Randy Orton was his ex-partner. Well, then Randy Orton, out of nowhere, fucking starts beating Edge's head with a chair, Edge's wife comes and she's like, I just want to give everyone an update. Fucking Randy Orton, RKO's Beth Phoenix, who's Edge's wife. Anyway, Edge comes back fucking pissed, has a 40 minute beat down with Randy Orton behind the scenes. So that happened. AJ Styles had a graveyard match with Undertaker, which was dope. It was like, that's your dude, right? Yeah. AJ uh, lost. Um, and then all they showed was his gloved hand <laughs> coming out of the grave. But the best thing about that match was, is, uh, uh, <laughs> AJ Styles throws Undertaker. They use like a forklift crane thing to dig out a grave. And he throws Undertaker into the grave and he gets up and he's looking down at Undertaker. He takes like a really like stoked sigh, like accomplished, like I did it. And then he looks down in the grave and it's empty. And then he looks up and Undertaker's just standing behind him all of a sudden. That's a meme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, so Undertaker throws AJ Styles in it and buries him. And then it's just AJ's hand. Um, that was very upsetting for me. AJ Styles is like my favorite. I thought Undertaker retired last year. Like it was a whole ceremony, right? He fucking came back because uh. AJ started shit talking him and his wife. Um, okay. And then the best thing. I also forget that wrestlers don't actually retire. They just no, like never. when the bills start to get a little tight, they come back. Um, and then this next match. I don't know how to describe it other than like if you did a bunch of cough syrup, but simultaneously still had fever dreams okay so it um john cena a little while ago came out um is he still wrestling well he wasn't he was like i'm not coming to wrestlemania because i feel like new talent should get to be in the spotlight but i'm a fan of it and i want to support new wrestlers well then all of a sudden fiend comes out aka bray wyatt bray wyatt is the fiend fiend is possessed 
Bray Wyatt and the fiend points to the WrestleMania sign and then John Cena looks at the WrestleMania sign and he does one of these with his hat where he pulls the brim down like you got it partner and so um, then John Cena and all of his promos is like I'm about to put an end to the most hyped up like wrestler of all time and so you're like yeah he's talking about Bray Wyatt aka fiend aka fiend because like six years ago John Cena fought Bray Wyatt, who was a cult leader, and Bray Wyatt tried to turn John Cena heel by making him hit him in the head with a chair, but John Cena wouldn't do it. John Cena's an American hero. He's not going to ever turn heel. So um, <laughs> he goes... <laughs> so he goes... So WrestleMania happens, and... Um, Why does he go... Because you can't see him, man. Why can't you see him? Because you can't, he's the goddamn American hero. I don't know. It's just a thing. Uh, so he comes, so he's doing all these promos like, um, I'm about to put an end to the most overhyped wrestler, a guy who's done nothing to like make this place better. And then, so he comes out for his match against uh, the Fiend, who mm-hmm. is the entity that has this. possessed. Yeah. Is the entity is this who makeup possessed. or a mask? It's a mask. So okay. while he's there, he gets. And before this, he was a cult leader? Bray Wyatt was like a cult leader. And then when he lost to John Cena, his brain like fractured and broke and the fiend came in and the fiend, it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing. Bray Wyatt's also like a bad guy, but fiend is like breaking people's heads. Like he pulled uh, Daniel Bryan like down to hell and then Daniel Bryan came back and he went all crazy. Um, And they're thinking that's probably why Randy Orton hit Edge in the head with a chair because fiend fucks with people, right? And so... John Cena standing in the WrestleMania ring, and then all of a sudden he gets transported to the to Bray Wyatt's like mental like the the fun house, right? The super time playtime fun house, and then so John Cena runs out, and it's wait this what? It's, what do you mean? They're in another dimension at this okay. point, basically. Okay, so uh, so John Cena runs out, but it starts playing through all of the highs of his career. He runs out as John Cena first did when he challenged. Um, uh, the Olympian guy, fuck Kurt Angle, he comes out, but he fucks up and he misses. So it it shows all of John Cena's greatest nightmares. So him fucking up his first match, it shows John Cena um, as a rapper because he tried to be a rapper once, and it shows him just like not doing a good job. It shows him come out in an NWO shirt, which is like what Hulk did when Hulk turned heel, and then it shows him uh, swing the chair at Bray Wyatt, and the whole time like Bray Wyatt is. The match is getting uh, narrated this whole time by a puppeteer, Vince McMahon, right? And it's crazy. And it's like a cartoon world. Uh, John Cena works out so much that his arms don't work anymore. But anyway, uh, he finally gets pinned. At, like, cause, So Bray Wyatt's thing is like called uh, like Abigail's Kiss or like Kiss from Sister Abigail, where he holds him, gives him a kiss, and then he like it's his finisher. So while he has John Cena in it, it starts playing John Cena's monologue that's like put an end to the most overhyped wrestler of all time. And it's on Fiend. But then it starts zooming in on John Cena. And you're like, John Cena's the most overhyped wrestler of all time. And it fucking hits you like the twist that John Cena is probably talking about himself the whole time. And that Fiend already done got him. And then John Cena disappears. He just clicks out of existence. And then you go and check John Cena's Instagram. And it's all pictures of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. He got got. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this wasn't even a real like wrestling match. It oh, was it like, was real. It was like a, a hallucination. It w- it happened in Bra- like the fiend's domain. Okay. Like 
Like in Mortal Kombat. They were like dragged to another dimension. Yeah. So now John Cena has disappeared. Jesus. Um, It was super They had to do so much work to upload all these pictures of not John Cena on John Cena's Instagram. Yeah. And it was like immediate. So a lot of other things happened. Like Charlotte Flair maintained Becky Lynch is like been the champion for one year she defended her title um against Shayna baszler which is fun because Shayna baszler like bit a chunk out of becky lynch's neck a few weeks ago a lot has happened and it all came to fruition brock lesnar's match was overhyped it lasted like two seconds um same with goldberg those dudes just they're old well oldberg doesn't have like oldberg it doesn't have like the physical fortitude anymore to do that and Mm -hmm. brock lesnar just basically gets to do what he wants like he went royal rumble he like threw 13 guys out of the ring but then when it comes to a one-on-one match he's like above it so he just really was disinterested how long have we been going for 40 minutes no 20 so is was that it that was your summary of wrestlemania yeah it was uh the best ever uh me and oliver were so touched by the john cena fight that we bought the fun we bought like well, Oliver got the match shirts for the John Cena versus Fiend fight. Mm. And it's like a cutesy little cartoon thing. And then it says, I saw it. And then instead of saying live, it says from home, like crossed out uh, and over it. Yeah. So good. Cora, stop making great gross times. noises. I know. I got so excited. And then it made Cora extra excited. <laughs> uh, but no, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> the I don't know how much the pay-per-view was uh, but if you're interested in wrestling at all or any of these characters like the WWE Network I think is like $9.99 a month how is that how you watch it Wrestlemania will be on there yeah, I just want to watch those two pay-per-view those two fights I just want to watch the AJ Styles Undertaker and the um, John Cena and Fiend yeah. The AJ Styles Undertaker one felt like a B-horror movie. There was like lighting and like crazy camera angles and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was good. Damn. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing the first one you talked about. That was like weird rom-com, but you did such a great job of narrating that. It was like I was there. Thank you. Cora, what part of Stop Making Gross Noises... Don't you? <laughs> I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be able to edit some of these out like I usually am because she's being extra gross today. Yeah, there's like a puddle of spittle <laughs> where you can <laughs> see her bed is just the damp. dog bed. She's disgusting. Um, I will say from the the two seconds that I put the microphone in her face, I'm like the like my inhales taste <laughs> differently. <laughs> <laughs> She just coughed a loogie out, <laughs> caught it, and ate it. <laughs> God, she's so fucking gross, dude. Uh, why? Uh, you fucking gremlin. Ugh, <laughs> she's so sick. <laughs> <Ew>. she, <laughs> she looks like the fiend. <laughs> Get out of here, nasty. Okay. Anyway, so that was WrestleMania. Um, they might upload some of those to... They have like um, analysis like of the John Cena Bray Wyatt fight up already on YouTube where people kind of break it down. I want to see so what you that might looks be able like. To see it. Yeah, like visually. Because I'm, I I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, 
would they usually take these type of creative like creative liberties if they weren't doing it like not live? I feel like the fact that they had to do it without an audience like is the reason why they the creativity. made creativity. Yeah. Yeah, I think um because this would have worked with a live audience, but so many of the nuances were so quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, when, like you heard it, it you wrestling, can't we, hear shit. Yeah, we booed Utah booed Randy Orton for his entire set, and like you couldn't hear anything, even the promos that they were putting up. So the Bray Wyatt um, John Cena fight was so fucking intelligent that like I was on the edge of the couch, just like what the fuck is mm-hmm. happening because i was excited for this fight but i was definitely more excited for other fights like i didn't know that this is what we were gonna get um because bray wyatt slash fiend got beat in saudi arabia by goldberg in like a three second match he just got speared by goldberg and i was like why don't why should i care about him right now mm-hmm. but like holy fuck yeah that's cool yeah i'll see if i can find like yeah. the best video that portrays it and try to post it in the good. discord yeah please good on them i love that way to be creative way to take a weird situation and make it cool yeah i so. mean i don't pay for the wwe network uh because oliver pays for it but um i will say that it is so worth it because the amount of content on there they have like documentaries they have um little promo things they do like things where they follow a wrestler for a whole year uh they have like controversy shit it's amazing absolutely amazing yeah i'll have to i'll have to consider it probably not in my budget but we'll see that's fine uh speaking of something i do want to do a shout out to um uh let me pull up my venmo because i got a very generous donation um from anna sturgis she said she saw like how broke I was when you gave me groceries. Mm-hmm. And so she um, sent me some money through Venmo. She said, fan of the podcast, the world is trash. Hope this helps. Um, I would like to um, do some art for you, Anna. Uh, you said no. Thank you as needed. But if you I would like to do that. Um, so please just let me know. Um, and thank you. You're able to uh, buy. I with your donation i was able to buy puffin some food and i was able to actually fill my prescriptions for my much needed medication cool i'm super grateful i actually ugly cried when i saw it oh i love that good you know what i i love that so much we all have to fucking help each other where we can it's we are in trying fucking times and i think existence is suffering every day but it's especially Mm -hmm. bad i think i can't tell you how many how many messages I see or tweets that I read about people that I know or that are like mutual friends who um, are getting let go or furloughed from their jobs or people who have been looking for jobs and everyone's on a hiring freeze and unemployment in Utah um, kind of like is a shit show in itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Other states offer shared unemployment, which is when you get your hours cut and it helps you still pay your bills, but Utah doesn't offer that. So it's um it's super cool to see everyone helping each other out. Yeah, I look forward to being in a position where I can pay it forward. So Yeah. A thousand percent. I love that. Well, hey, thank you so much. Um please <laughs> These reach cords, out. hold know. on. These cords are so fucking goddamn. Reach out so um Chelsea can make you some art. Yes, please do. Right. I would be really happy to do it or like at least write you a letter or dip puffin's feet in paint and let him run across a canvas for cute little puffin That'd art be cool but i need you to paint my fucking vest still i literally see you once a week and i always forget to give it to you 
Yeah, I have little to nothing to do in my spare time. Do you have green paint? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got, if you have all the paint from when you made Oliver's vest of creature. Um, Puff and chewed some, but sh- I probably have some. Cool. Good. Man, we have really. We really went off. So We have not talked about. <clears throat> none of this has anything to do with what we wanted to talk about. No, today. it doesn't. And that's fine because I had a moment over the weekend, call it a moment of clarity, if you will, where I realized that. I don't think Hitler killed himself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't just like wake up and think that one day. So, you know, the Nazis, notorious schemers, liars. I mean, the only, and this is a controversial opinion I'm about to state, and I need everyone to remember that we are in judgment-free zone. Okay. Lay it on me. The one cool thing the Nazis did was <laughs> I'm going to splice that and that's going to just be my ringtone for you and everyone will be like who is that the one, the one cool thing that the Nazis did was like investigate like occult magic like magic with a K you know what mm-hmm. I mean like they were fucking into it they were like we're not sure if it's real but if it is we want to make sure we know what the fuck is up you know what I mean like what the right. fuck is up Kyle like they were I don't know. I kind of like that just shows how truly evil and scheming they were that they were like willing to try like dark chaos magic and left hand path magic and superstitious ass. Like, let's go to the top of a pyramid and see if we can fucking bring to some Egyptian deity that'll give me fucking power. Yeah. Just even like the like tying into like nordic alien pursued somehow i got stuck on the moon for a while when i started this i went into this you would so heavily investigating uh just south america i mean i go i got pulled away so that's the thing so that's the other thing and i'm i there's i think there is truth it's classic disinformation i think that hitler did not kill himself in the middle of world war ii right because who was the first to report his death the germans since when did we were we were like oh the nazis said so we believe the nazis were like right. hitler killed himself and we we're like oh my god yes, did you hitler. Like <laughs> hitler hit the the fucking nazis call up the u.s embassy and they're like hitler has died and then we're like oh dang it okay can we see yeah. the body and they're like no so we had burned it and it got swedish <laughs> well so there's there's three different um things that are kind of evidence for Hitler's suicide. That's the charred remains, which in and of themselves are very problematic, which we'll get into. Um, eyewitness accounts from people loyal enough to stay with him to the bitter end. But again, that's take it with a fucking grain of salt. I'm not trusting what anyone close enough to Hitler has to say. Especially a Nazi. Yeah. I don't trust nobody, especially Nazis. Yeah. And then even, so you might be thinking, well, even if the charred remains and the eyewitness accounts aren't probable, then what, what's the benefit for Russians to lie about it? And that is just straight up propaganda from the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Um, we were already in a contentious spot with Russia. And so they needed absolutely capital, like all caps needed to capture Hitler. Um, a shitty burnt body is better than nothing. Because if, if you even think about like what the fallout would have been, if they were like, we fucking can't find Hitler. Yeah, we, ooh, we, how does a Russian sound? 
Like, uh, oh my god, I don't know. I I can't do. You got to find Taylor. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do it. Either. I I do a really good Russian accent when I'm drunk, but I can't do it right Is now. Is it good when you're drunk, or do you just think it's good? Either way, I'm more confident in it. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? So let's. So something that um I also wanted to hit on was what what would Hitler ab- like actually need to escape? Because it's easy to be like, oh yeah, he fucking fled Germany. So, um. I think a big motivator for Hitler wanting to escape and not just killing himself was that he was classic narcissist. Yeah. And he saw what happened to Mussolini. Like Mussolini and his mistress were fucking strung up and bodies displayed Game of Thrones style. Mm -hmm. And Hitler. He's Hitler. It's Hitler. He's he's the worst dude in history. Yeah. And. So all he would, what he would need then, like the reason, just classic narcissistic. I mean, I probably didn't want to die either, considering he's looking into all of this occult shit to live forever. Um, He would also need a way to get out of Berlin, which was totally encircled by the time. But there was a pilot named uh, Hannah Riecht. Good. (laughs) Uh, And she was awarded the Iron Cross by Hitler himself. She had a small observation plane called the Storch, and she was a fanatical follower of Hitler. And she landed outside of Hitler's bunker the day before Hitler and uh, Eva Braun supposedly committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very believable that she offered to fly them out of Berlin, and Hitler instead of just like instead of like turning her away was known to have a lot of body doubles. So he could have yeah. just set it up. To where um, he promised whoever he left in his wake, like, hey, I'll continue on. Your death won't be for anything. So he has a reason. He has a plane to get out. Um, it was a small plane, but German Germany still occupied Denmark at this time. So it's pretty possible that he could have landed in Denmark. There are a ton of submarine pens in the fjords of Norway. And... Soviet air power probably wouldn't bother to shoot down a tiny little plane by that. And then they weren't so worried about German artillery now that they're, you know, the war is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is pretty likely that he could have gotten there and then gotten into one of these German submarines, especially when you consider the fact that um, there is evidence that two submarines, the U-977 and the U-530, made it to Argentina in May 1st, 1945. Yeah. So that's the other thing is that before we get into kind of like the actual facts of why I don't think that Hitler um, killed himself and like these are actual facts too. It's not conspiracy what I'm going to say. But before we get into that, how we know, we fucking know that there are high ranking Nazi officials who escaped to. Um, oh, Yeah. Like, if you're like, oh, why Argentina? Yeah, to uh, Argentina. It already had a stable German ethnic population, and it had post-war government that was helping hide hundreds of Nazis at the time. Yeah. Well, Argentinians I mean, were very favorable of, like, the Nazi regime. Yeah. I mean, fuck, even if you watch that goddamn Netflix documentary series, The Devil Next Door, which talks about um, potentially a Nazi uh, high-ranking official living in the United States, um, spoiler alert, not really. I guess so this is like you could look it up yourself, but like people who work on these cases try back in the 80s and 90s trying to find um, high ranking Nazi officials who were in hiding. They kind of like this organization under the FBI, I believe, like knew that there were hundreds of cases in the United States 
and they knew them and they knew where they were and they were doing nothing about it. Yeah. So imagine being like in, you know, Argentina, which has already kind of set itself up as an ally to, um, you know, Nazis on the run. Mm -hmm. Like we, we know that for fact that they were hiding out there. So why, why is it a far stretch to say that Hitler, the most powerful Nazi out of all of them who had the most resources readily available for him didn't also escape? Like, why is that so far fetched? And so the facts of the case are the Germans are the one who reported Hitler killed himself. Right. It's hard to believe that someone as narcissistic as Hitler would choose suicide Mm -hmm. or would even let themselves be captured. Um, and then you have the the remains immediately being charred, almost unidentifiable. Right. And you have in the 90s, because the Russians were the one who were, who were like, we've got, you know, the remains here in our little gallery. And then a U.S. scientist went over and did a DNA test on the jawbone that they said belonged to Hitler. Mm-hmm. And it came back as a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. And then Russia shut it down and they said no one is allowed to look at our shit or test it anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of like evidence that it's like makes Hitler's suicide really fuckered off. And it was he was known to have a lot of body doubles. Um, you mentioned that. Yeah, one the of bodies them even died like in Berlin. They yeah. saw a Hitler. They were like, that's fucking Hitler right there. Nope, yeah. it was a body double. Um, their bodies were cremated and then the bunker was emptied of everybody except for his inner circle before the alleged suicide took place and then several of those witnesses themselves then died um and then those residual remains that were found by the soviet army like you said they may not even have been hitler and Eva braun because they tested it and it was a 40 year old woman Mm -hmm. and then any um of those like we didn't even have successful dna testing until like what 1986 Mm -hmm. so the soviet authorities claimed that they retained all of the other viable residuals of Hitler until 1970, but that they cremated them and put them into the sewage systems, which is like fucking wild that they would even do that. Um, And then they also stated that, um, that they, they had Hitler's skull, which is that was of the woman. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, they also apparently had the jawbone of Hitler, which they compared to dental records. And that's how they quote unquote proved it. So there's a lot of like holes to poke in this Mm -hmm. theory. And um, I don't want to like shit on the Russians, but I don't trust them. That's not a fucking stretch. Especially not a fucking stretch to say. (laughs) Especially Cold War Russia. Yeah. They were so in the shit like the red versus like the united states where i think that they were so willing to do anything Mm -hmm. to keep high public profile that the second that they realized they probably didn't have the viable remains of hitler they fucking flushed them yeah and literally nope 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 we got him we got him can't you guys don't look into this more yeah and it's like regardless of what the status quo states with hitler um i think we'd be remiss to look at all the evidence against it and not kind of like kind of start to buy in that there are definitely alternatives to what could have happened i don't think this case would hold up in court like the chain of evidence itself is terrible i mean uh really i i think that i think that no one wants to talk about kind of the the shaky evidence that hitler did kill himself because then that means that we let a the world's worst fucking nazi go king fucking nazi just got away 
Yeah. Or you could, you know, bend over backwards and say that, you know, our government knew when they let it happen. Maybe there is evidence um, that I found. Because our government is Nazis. There was a um, actual presidential um, thing. I have like clips from, um, I uh, transcribed a little bit. So um, President Truman um would not comment on Hitler's death in like a confirmative way. Mm-hmm. So there are clips from um an interview with him and the reporter asks, Mr. President, would you care to comment on the death of Adolf Hitler reported or Mussolini? And Truman's response indicated like the looming problem of how to just serve justice to Axis leaders. And so he um he said, Oh well, you know, they'll have to come to trial and I'm happy they're out of the way. And then the reporter asked, what does that mean, sir? Do we know officially that Hitler is dead? And um, Truman was just like, "Uh, um, I'm happy they're out of the way. And then the transcript of the press conference reveals that when the reporter pressed Truman for official confirmation of the details of Hitler's death, he kept treading cautiously. And then finally, the reporter straight up said, do we know how he died, Mr. President? And Truman said, no, we do not. Um, he tried to correct himself after by just saying that it doesn't matter if they don't know how he died, except that he was dead. Um, but even Stalin himself denied to Truman personally that Hitler was dead when he met allied leaders in, um, a conference in Potsdam in July, 1945. So for these reasons, I believe that Hitler did not kill himself, but escaped yeah, and I also think it's interesting that um, as soon as Hitler's skull started to get questioned, they all of a sudden have access to Hitler's teeth. And so you're, one thing that you might be thinking is like, well, the teeth, we didn't have access to forensic dentistry, right? No, bitch, I fucking Googled it. Guess when forensic dentistry started? When? 1897. Okay. So it was like the only form of DNA we had was fucking dentistry. Yeah. So what the hell happened to his jaw? Um, They're saying that, oh, well, the Russians and Germans were, like, looking to have peace, so it didn't really matter um, that they weren't, like, really putting this forth. They had counterintelligence agents at the time in Russia who were privy to um, Hitler's dentist, so they supposedly left the jaw with a 25-year-old interpreter named Yelena Ryshevskaya. Good. I think that's definitely right. I think you nailed it. Um, but her regular role was just, you know, being an interpreter. She helped with interrogating captured Germans. And when she was summoned that afternoon by her um, commander, Colonel Gorbushkin, mm-hmm. she thought that she was just going to be weeding through some intelligence from Nazis all the time. Like, you know, that's something that she always does. But instead, she was given a box. And this is what the Russians are saying happened with Hitler's jaw. They gave it to a 25-fucking-year-old interpreter. Mm-hmm. The only proof that the Russians had. And they gave it to someone younger than us. Mm-hmm. Who I'm going to assume had less of her life together because she was from Russia. Yeah. Post-World not, not War II. Well. Not well for her. Um, and then supposedly what they did was they m- took the jaw, marched it right in to uh, Hitler's dentist, which apparently was relatively easy to do, and that they found his perfectly preserved um, x-rays of his jaw, not with everything else, but in an office of the dentist, who wasn't even there at the time. 
It sounds believable. Um, and I looked it up, like what happened like immediately after Hitler died. And I, um, I was like, would a dentist just keep fucking Hitler's dental records just willy nilly on his desk? And something that I found that was super interesting that was when Hitler shot himself, propaganda mis- uh, minister Joseph Goebbels and his wife Magda had determined they would kill themselves as well and murder their six young children. Oh, good. Um, she, and the time, Magda was just, she thought her children would be ridiculed for being so close to the Nazi party. She coerced an SS medical officer with a background in dentistry, Helmut Kuhn's, um, assigned to the Reich can- Chancellery to assist her with her scheme. He initially refused and even fled to the bunker to avoid the task. Um, she threatened to tell her husband of his desertion. And this was like a small clip. And I was like, what the fuck? There was, he had an SS officer with a background in dentistry who had access to his bunker. But Hitler went willy-nilly to some random fucking German dentist to get all of his dentistry done. Yeah. When he had someone on his inner fucking circle. Yeah. Not buying it. No. No. I'm not buying that they gave his jawbone to a 25-year-old interpreter. And I'm not buying that some random dentist who didn't even have the x-rays with the rest of the x-ray files. They were just sitting willy-nilly on his desk. He just had them framed next to his desk. Yeah. And the dentist wasn't even fucking there. It was like a dental assistant helped him. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to go back to the original comment of I have a hard time believing what the Russians post-World War II have to say. Yeah, same here. Um, Because, like, they went straight from, like, what, Mussolini to Stalin. Yeah, not great. Not a great switch. Stalin um, was kind of bragging in July 1945, bragged to some British newspapers um, that he had heard from a Soviet officer that the charred body discovered by the Soviets was a quote, very poor double quote unquote. Yeah. And, uh, even a British intelligence officer and historian, Hugh Chever Roper investigated Hitler's death. And he said it was done very unprofessional because the Russian troops did not even allow access to foreign investigators at the time. Yeah. Because they don't want to see, the random 40 year old woman they fucking burned alive in there and forensic dentistry existed at the time like there are ways to determine if a body belonged to someone at the time maybe if it wasn't dna evidence but it certainly wasn't removing pieces of him like a jaw the jaw and the skull should have been together and the fact that they were separate and completely different entities like what happened to the rest of hitler's skull then Mm -hmm. didn't exist because he didn't die yeah, and I also would say if you're going to replicate something, the easiest thing would to do would be to replicate teeth if you had all of the records for what his teeth looked like just sitting out in a dentist's office. I wouldn't even give him that much credit. Yeah. I would just say they fucking lying. They don't even have to make fakes and doubles. They just yeah. lied. That's um, what happens when you don't allow anyone to investigate your shit. Right. It's like, yep, believe us. Yeah, and it's like, like I said, like if you were trying to bring this evidence into a court of law... And they're like, oh, but we have the skull. You're like, it wasn't his skull, though. And they're like, oh, we have the jaw. And you're like, what's the chain of evidence? You're just handing it off to all these people willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why the hell would he use a random German dentist when he had an SS officer who was a dentist who had access to his bunker? I don't get it. No comprendo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's let's hear about how you got lost in the weeds. Yes. So a lot half half of my time was spent doing this, where I was like, did he really kill himself? And then no. I started to buy it. So um, I was like, okay, so he probably went to Argentina. 
And that's, that, that is where the whole started to just suck me in. Mm-hmm. So um, in those days, it was actually the FBI and not the CIA who was responsible for South America. So um, after Kennedy was shot, there was a lot of information that was released to the public mm-hmm. because the government got such a bad rep. Freedom for the way of that Information they Act. Yeah. So in part of those declassified documents, because not everything is going to get released by the CIA, but it will get released by the FBI. Mm-hmm. So in those documents, they had a very serious possibility that Hitler had actually fled to Argentina. And it was so accredited at that time that the FBI actually sent special units to investigate. Um, so and then that's where you get the document that I had posted on my Instagram that mm-hmm. you shared that it showed like a fucking image of Hitler, was mm-hmm. suppo- which was supposedly taken in Argentina. So um, what happened was an Italian journalist named Patrick Burnside wrote a book called Hitler's Escape and he used the FBI documents to kind of pair it with a guide. And then he also interviewed people who lived in Argentina who he thought may have been close to Hitler and he actually tracked down a couple. They were in the Eden Hotel in La Falda, which was owned by Ida and Walter Eichhorn. Very interesting uh, South American name right there, Eichhorn. <laughs> and they were actually close friends of Hitler um, when he was still in Germany. They actually sent him a Mercedes Benz as a gift. Oh. And then he, and then it was also um, the first Benz in Argentina. You know. He sent them the Mercedes oh, okay. Benz. My bad. Hitler sent the Argentinians. Yeah. And it was the first Mercedes Benz in Argentina. Good. So according wow. to a letter um, from the FBI that the FBI had in September 1945, it was believed that the Eichhorns would provide Hitler shelter should he ever need it. The journalist also claimed that he found former um, hotel employees who said that they met Hitler and even waited on him after the war. And the most important evidence comes in the form of DNA. Sorry. The part of that in the documents that they found was that I have to find it. Edit this part out. I have like 130 pages of notes. Okay. (laughs) So the FBI. documents that claimed Hitler survived World War II. The person in it is named Similodi 3. That's the code name that they've given to this informant. So um, I'm just going to call him Simi, so I don't have to say that every time. Okay. So Simi's friend stated that during the latter part of September 1955, a former German SS trooper stated to him confidentially that Adolf Hitler is still alive. He claimed to have contacted Hitler about once a month in Colombia on his trip from Maracaibo, uh, a country that as an employee, he knew that the Royal Dutch Shipping Company, um, he indicated to Simi that he took a picture with Hitler not too long ago and did not show the photograph. He also stated that Hitler left Colombia for Argentina around January 1955. So the FBI instructed Simi to see if he could get his hands on this photo because they're like, this is probably just conjecture and not real. But he actually found the fucking photo that his friend had taken. And on the back of it, it said Adolf Schrittemeyer, Tunga, Columbia, 1954. So at first, before I saw the photo, I was like, it's not going to look like Hitler. And then I looked at it and I was like, it does look like Hitler. But everyone who has that little like... Bar and, yeah. mustache can look the like little, Hitler. The Charlie Chaplin. Um, so I was like, why wouldn't he shave off his infamous mustache? But 
if he's going to a place full of Nazi sympathizers where mm-hmm. he knows he has clout, I imagine he would feel pretty comfortable with like kind of maintaining that identity before fully assimilating. Yeah. Um, just so that he could, you know. Yeah. He comes in as Hitler, gets used to it, and then fucking bounces. Yeah. This is the picture? Yes. And um, if you try to Google, um, something that I ran into was if you try to Google just like the death of Hitler or um, Hitler in Argentina or any of these documents, they probably won't um, pop up. So you need to search for um, case. I think it was called like case 211. Um, Let me see. Because it's easy to find the photo and different websites that say it's fake. But if you want to see the actual FBI evidence, you need to search for the actual case number. Um, which I'll be happy to like post in the Discord once this is all said and done, because I have um, like 200 lines of notes, like I said, and I yeah. can't see where I typed it in because I did not bold it. Yeah, but that's one thing, and that's actually the most popular theory, um, especially since you have Stalin denying that Hitler died, saying that it was just a poor double, that Truman wouldn't ever confirm it. He was like, Ugh. and then. His friend, the pilot, was probably like went to the bunker the day before Hitler died. Was probably able to set up so, and the two U.S. German U.S. boats landed in Argentina. All that stuff is real. Now you just if you put the pieces together, it makes a pretty cool trail that makes one think that Hitler probably did make it to Argentina. Yeah. Yes. Now, but but, but what do you? So this is. This is probably where I hop off of the boat because this is, I believe all of this. Unfortunately, I, I at this point do think that Hitler did not kill himself and escape to Argentina. This is where it ended up being maybe like one thirty, two in the morning. I had taken two Bennies trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Benadryl. Don't call the cops on me. <laughs> and I had a big old jug of wine, like a gallon of wine. Good. And I was just sipping on it. Um, and then I found something that may have suggested in a very credible way that kind of broke my brain that Hitler actually went to the fucking moon. Uh Uh-huh. And not only did Hitler go to the moon, but Nazis went to the fucking moon in the fucking 40s and set up bases there. Um, on the outside? Or on the inside? Yes, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but so even if, so you may not buy that he went to the moon, but there's definitely enough of his, like the legacy of his scientific endeavors, um, does lend credible theory to the fact that he probably had more means to escape than just a biplane. Sure. Um, so Bulgarian researcher, motherfuckers are trying to make ray guns. I believe it. Yeah. There's the fucking, uh, heart attack gun exists. Yeah. That's real. Don't tell me it's not real. It's real. The Nazis are up to some shit, dude. I believe it. Okay. So this is where it isn't just me going crazy. Okay. But a Bulgarian researcher named Vladimir Terzyski claims to have evidence of the Nazi party's successful missions to the moon. There's just like a swastika with a heart around it carved into the moon. Yeah. So he states that the Germans developed Hitler was here. (laughs) (laughs) He just was like laying naked and he's like, I don't think it matches my color. It's too cold here. I don't like it. It shrinks my... I think it's a Jason. 
Are you practicing? <laughs> so, the Germans, uh, he claims that the Germans developed a space program with their <laughs> World War II allies, the Japanese. I would believe the Japanese could get Hitler to the moon. Just saying. Uh, no, I think that that the Nazis could get Hitler to the moon. Yeah, and Dr. Terzisky doesn't just like make these claims on the internet. He actually gives lectures across the world on his theory that the Nazis were able to f- actually the first to conquer the moon. Um, and he said that a moon base was established after the end of World War II, aka like about when Hitler escaped. Um, but Nazi officials led by SS German Hans Kammler, who oversaw Hitler's rocket program, retreated to a secret base in Antarctica after Germany was defeated. And this is when conspiracy theorists claimed that UFO sightings, the boom between the 1940s and the 1950s, was actually the newly developed Reich craft being tested. Okay. This is where it leads to my favorite place in the whole world, Antarctica. This is why I wear my flat earth shirts in uh-huh. public because I want people to ask me about them so I can be like, it all leads to Antarctica. And then I get to talk to about Antarctica. And the Nazis always end up in Antarctica. Right. So the fun thing. So as soon as I fucking saw that old homie Kimmler. Mm-hmm. Good old homie. Retreated to Antarctica. My heart soared. I immediately went to all of my notes that I have ever procured about Antarctica. Ever. So many. So the moon theory leads to the Antarctica theory. The moon theory was fucking fun. The Antarctica theory is where, if it were a firstborn, I would birth it there. Okay. Uh, so the theory says that the Nazis had a, built a secret base in the South Pole in the 1930s. Which they did. Yeah. That does exist. Yes. And you can see pictures of it. Yes. There's actual... Um, uh, longitude and latitude that you can find where you can look at it for it specifically on Google Earth. And uh, German Nazi Grand Admiral Karl Donitz stated in 1943 that the German submarine uh, fleet is proud of having built for the Fuhrer in another part of the world a Shangri-La on land an impregnable fortress. Hitler was taken to Antarctica um, immediately, but his base was ultimately destroyed by the British in the 1950s. And it is a fact that the Nazis did at one point carry out an expedition to Antarctica in 1938 and then again in 1959. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, you can find the uh, evidence of the Nazi bunkers, bunkers in Antarctica. There's like tons of um, thesis papers about it and this mm-hmm. is actually where I got the most evidence for it. Um, so this isn't like normally I'm like, oh yeah. This and it is, is all- also fact fact that task force 68 went to Antarctica to see if there were Nazis hiding out there. Yeah. So um, if you want to look up, like I try to get a lot, I get a lot of my stuff from Reddit, like general ideas, but Mm -hmm. I try to read research papers like .edu shit Mm -hmm. so that I feel like I'm not slowly descending into chaos, but then I also get all of my shit confirmed by actual scientific papers, which may be worse. Um, (laughs) So A bit of the evidence for the theory about the Nazis agreeing for this is that the Nazis actually agreed to the Antarctic Treaty. And the Antarctic Treaty made Antarctica a research zone and states that it cannot be targeted in any way by bombs or missiles. So then you kind of could jump to the conclusion that this is why Nazi Germany would sign the agreement because they didn't want any other nations to to deter to visit to Antarctica and stumble upon their base and their research being done there. Mm -hmm. Because you can't go to Antarctica if you're a scientist, unless you're a scientist. If you and I try to go to Antarctica, we would be met by a military base. You can't Mm -hmm. go there. It's unfucking fair. Um, Yeah, that is unfair. As much as I would love to go to Antarctica. So, um, 
So that's kind of two. So that's two theories now, right? The we have an admiral saying that he went there, and then we also have the the Antarctic Treaty that the Nazis agreed to it so that they could build their bunkers. And it is a fact that they went to Antarctica in 1938 and again in 1959. Mm-hmm. So this leads into Hitler himself is actually in Antarctica. And the evidence for this is based on the claim that a German ship arrived in Argentina. Fact. We mm-hmm. talked about that earlier. Actual fact. And then it then relocated in Antarctica after the war ended. So the theory is, is that Hitler escaped to Argentina at the end of the war and then he was picked up by the German ship and sent to Antarctica to live in the secret bunker that he had fortified as kind of a failsafe should his mission um, fall out. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to point out that the first person born in Antarctica was from South America. It all fits. You so think that Hitler had a kid born in maybe, Antarctica? I don't know, man. The Germans were birthing babies or getting pregnant in South America and then going to Antarctica and then planting those babies there. Like little turnips. Oh, God. Like a little sauerkraut. Little Nazi turnip sauerkraut yeah. farms. So, and as I've mentioned on the podcast before, there's actually an oasis in Antarctica called the Schermacher Oasis. It gets to be about 13 to negative 8 degrees there, which you might say that's fucking cold, but it's actually warmer than parts of the actual inhabited world. Um, for example, in Saka Republic, Russia is much colder than that, and people do live there. Um, and then next, Admiral Byrd from Operation High Jump. That I mean, people familiar. live there in Russia, but they don't want to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. This is just the fuck Russia episode. Um, so Operation High Jump should sound familiar to the fl- from the Flat Earth episode because yeah. they call it Operation High Jump because if you high jump in Antarctica, you're actually falling off the edge of the earth. Yep. That's what that is. That's the part of the theory. Yeah, anyway, Admiral Byrd. I Bird, believe it. Admiral Byrd really? was a real person. Uh-huh. I know. I, I know you've told me. And he wrote that there comes a time when the rationality of men must fade into insignificance and one must accept the inevitability of the truth. I'm not at liberty to disclose the following documentation at this writing. Perhaps it shall never see the light of public scrutiny, but I must do duty and record here for all to read one day. In a world of greed and exploration of mankind can no longer su- suppress that is which the truth. So he is actually a Medal of Honor recipient. He was an admiral. And he wrote in his diary that he, you know, the one that I just quoted where you can't suppress the truth, that there's a lost civilization in Antarctica. Dear diary, the this, Nazis are hiding in Antarctica. Right. And according to hollow earth theory, <laughs> Bird met an ancient race of underground people in the South Pole. Now, the reason why this is super interesting is because the South Pole is primarily home to the Nordic aliens. Mm. What does a Nordic alien look like? An Aryan. Blonde hair, blue eyed. Blonde hair, blue eyed, fresh cream of the crop, motherfucking Aryan. Mm -hmm. Um, The Nazis were obsessed with the idea of Nordic aliens. Yes. And the Nordic aliens lived in a place called Agartha. And the government knew about Agartha before they ever even sent Admiral Byrd down there. And um, Agartha is just like a piece of the pie. There's actually other civilizations like um, Tibet, the Great Pyramid, the North Pole. They all have tunnels leading to Agartha, according to Hollow Earth Theory. My favorite theory. Yes. Um, I I challenge you, Flat Earth, to Hollow Earth. Right. Oh, man. That one, like, I have to try to wrap my, wrap my mind around that all the time. So I'm like, these are both so amazing, but which one? Which and one do they I do kind of, you more? know, they do kind of counteract each other. Kind of, unless you think that, like, we're just, like, on an ice cream cone and we're on the top and then the cone goes down to Agartha. 
So, um, <laughs> so secret journals are all fun uh, and everything. Do you think every time you say that, like your degree, like shrinks by like a fucking no, centimeter? I fucking was watching Bigfoot documentaries all, uh, all weekend long after WrestleMania. And they all are like, yeah, I have a degree in anthropology and it's psychology. And I was like, it's me. Yeah. So now <laughs> I feel fucking validated, which okay. is dangerous. So, um, secret journals are fun. Um, but you can't, I know a lot of people aren't going to want to put stock into Admiral Byrd's secret journal. So then I fucking counter with this. He actually sent, um, his writings to the fucking Pentagon and they straight up told him he was not allowed to discuss Agartha. And he actually claimed that there was another landmass near the United States that they're leaving off of maps just so that the rich can have access to it. Um, Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Probably. <laughs> so... <laughs> Admiral Byrd also validates that it is livable in Antarctica. That's pretty much what I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. So um, Hitler had like a huge drive for finding new land and new living space. He called it his um, Liebentrom. And that's how he justified the invasion of Poland, Russian and other European nations. But one small chapter of this was that he also pressed for these expeditions to Antarctica. Um the first one, like I said, was in 1938. It was led by Captain Alfred Richter. He was a World War One naval commander who had married a German or a Jewish artist, which is weird. But anyway, um, he ended up kind of fucking off instead of being with the Nazi party. But he was the first one there. Maybe because of his Jewish wife. Yeah. And they actually sent a crew of 82 different scientists. So it was a pretty big expedition. And there was one Nazi official on board as required by the regime. Um, and he stipulated that everybody listened to radio broadcasts of Hitler's speeches because he was really trying to push for that mentality on all the scientists while they were looking into Antarctica. But um, he documented that at one point there was so much atmospheric disturbances that they had to switch off the radio and that the crew was running low on fuel, forced to throw out extra gear to lighten the aircraft weight and that included a ton of tiny boxes of little metal swastikas that were scattered all over Antarctica. And to this day, not a single fucking one has ever been found, which hmm. would lead to theory of like intelligent life there in hiding Nazi involvement with Antarctica. Aha! The aliens took the swastikas? the Germans that are living there. The Germans are like, oh, no one can see. So anyway, I got my um, code my code names mixed up so actually if you search for nazi bases in antarctica that's when you get a ton of articles shitting on conspiracy theorists so if you search for code name base 211 that's when you'll find the proof of the nazi bases in antarctica good i put that in my notes so that people wouldn't experience what i experienced disinformation um and the military base was actually discovered by russian scientists it was located on the land of, it's called Alexandra Land. It's 1,000 um, kilometers. It was constructed in 1942, a year after Hitler invaded Russia. It was codenamed Schatzgraber, treasure hunter by the Germans. And this could be a likely refuge for Hitler. And then, um, yeah. So, let's, let's state. Let's state how we feel. I feel. Titillated and excited. I mean, but... Do you do you think so? I think that Hitler escaped Antarctica and died there. Do you think Hitler a went to Antarctica? B went to Antarctica. Well, no, went to Argentina. B went to Argentina, then Antarctica. C went to Argentina, the moon, then Antarctica. <laughs> or D 
went to Argentina, the moon, Antarctica, and then inside of the hollow earth. I forgot what all the different options contained. Uh, <laughs> but Also, I meant to say Argentina. I don't yeah. think Hitler went to Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you believe that he went to Argentina? Yeah, I think he went to Argentina and died with all the rest of those fucking hiding ass Nazis. Okay. Um, so, oh man, how do I say this without getting um, committed? I believe that the Nazis had way more technology than we give them credit for. And I think that is probably what got Hitler out of Germany. Um, I think that he was able to get across land masses efficiently. I think that this technology was probably developed in the Nazis' pursuit to the moon. That's part one. I don't know if he went to Argentina. I think it's probable because the FBI does have documentation of him going there. Mm -hmm. And there is photo evidence. Um, but the thing with Antarctica that the, I the tried, thing about it, um, this is like my um, like this is like my fountain of youth, right? Mm -hmm. Like it is always on my fucking mind, mm -hmm. and I have thought for a very long time that there's so much more to Antarctica that they're fucking telling us, including the fact that it is habitable for humans. And there's shit that they're hiding from us. I think that Hitler easily could have gone to Antarctica, fucking lived there, nay, I say, mm -hmm. thrived there after the war. I, I could agree to that. I, I understand where you're coming from. I agree with you that there's some weird shit in Antarctica that no one else talk about. Yeah, it blows my mind. Like, even just, like, looking up all the shit that they found there, I did not know that there were, like, tons of swastikas that they just dumped out. Like, supposedly, Antar and you were probably like, oh, it probably snowed there. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Antarctica's a desert. That means, like, little to no, like, rainfall, water sources, what have you. So, like, if that shit was left there, it would stay there. So, the fact that it's all gone leads to the theory of intelligent design. Something moved it. Who's fucking moving it if just scientists are going there? But nobody ever wants to address the oasis and nobody ever wants to address, like, the Nazi bases. I think that Hitler could have thrived there. Sure. And I didn't think this yes when I woke up yesterday. Oh, how you the did turntables have tabled. Well, I just I'm glad to know that there's something we agree on, and it's at the end of the day we both think that the ball was dropped in investigating if Hitler actually did kill himself. And I've come to the conclusion, and I believe you have as well, that he did not. Yeah, and I think Hitler probably thought that if the Americans got him, he could have, you know been quote unquote humanely killed but then he saw Mussolini getting dragged through the streets and burned up and then displayed like like a French whore mm -hmm. in the windows mm -hmm. and he was like I gotta get out yeah, now. He's, he gotta get out yeah also yeah he had he had friends in high places just ask yeah. good old Henry Ford yeah you think Epstein's dead <laughs> yeah his body double's dead <laughs> <laughs> Why are his the, bank accounts still having transactions happening in there? That's yeah. interesting. I thought that shit was frozen. No. You're going to unleash a fucking pandemic on me so I don't spit the truth in this mm -hmm. very popular podcast to the world? Yeah. Hit People me up, Wuhan. You let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was a turn. I didn't think you'd <laughs> fucking call out China in that. Well... You know, we learned a lot today. We learned about WrestleMania, and most importantly, we learned that Hitler actually lived. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, I mean, also remember how many fucking Nazis we just hired on in be- after the war because we were like, we like what you've got. Come on over to our team. We'll ignore what you've done. Yeah. And also killing the Jews, huh? But you can make rocket fuel. <laughs> like a May West. Why don't you come up and eradicate me sometime? <laughs> yeah, that's another part of it, too. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to mention it. Um, they're also saying that they could have uh, used bartering with these scientists like we won't kill you for your war crimes if you come and work for us and some of them could have been like um then i don't fucking have to talk to you about what i know so you know about that i have this friend his name is (laughs) lit hair Hyler and um you know he just can he, is it cool if he comes and hangs out and it's just like hitler but with a shaved mouth no it's like instead of where his mustache like his famous mustache was he has that shaved but it's the hair on the other side yeah, so just, just little like, tiny ones yeah. on the left and the right little tiny uh-huh. mustaches yeah i believe it so so you know think about that think about what got us to the moon nazis so how does that feel yeah um why don't you stick that in your strebel and scrop and shape it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what those uh, are. Yeah, made up words. It's okay. Well, um, hail Satan. Hail Antarctica and all her secrets. She has so many. 